Hey, Cameron. Cameron Grimes. Straight. Not hey. now, man. I'm a little busy. Drake. No, I need to speak with you, man. Damien Priest got you pretty good across the face. Damien Priest. Damien Priest didn't give nothing. I'm totally fine. Look at me. I'm fine. Cameron Grimes. I need to speak okay. with you. Drake. I'm a little busy, man. There's go count one, two, three somewhere, man. I got, I got one, two right here. <laughs> yeah. Grimes, I don't think you understand. I got Mr. Regal here with me on video, and uh, he wanted to speak with you. Hello, Cameron. Hey, hello, Mr. Regal. What seems to be the problem? Uh, Damien Priest hit me earlier, and I really think you broke my jaw. Oh. You broken jaw, did you? You didn't seem to have a broken jaw when you were talking to these nice ladies before, so. If I was you, Sunshine, I'd stop putting the act on and go and get warmed up because you're competing tonight against Finn Balor. Mr. Regal! Go and get warmed up. Okay, 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 okay. Drake, get out of here, you stooge! What stooge. are you girls doing here? Nobody wants to go downtown with y'all. Get out of here. I gotta, I gotta get ready. I gotta get ready. Get out of here! What's up? What's going on? Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the War Report. How you feeling? Day 835 of quarantine. How's everybody doing? Everybody, man, summer's here. Uh, man, you're you're you remember quarantine? Like, Jesus. Well, I never. Well, we never left it. So, like, uh, just just the world has been going through so much that like I forgot that like not even going outside was supposed to be a thing. Well, I mean, everybody's kind of getting lax with masks and stuff like that. Yeah. In case you don't know by the sound of my voice, this is episode, I think, 35 already. My name is Marjani, and that guy, that other guy talking is Cyrus. (laughs) So uh, let's get into it. Uh, Of course, we had NXT TakeOver in your house. Sunday it was about two and a half hours, which was good. It was over by I'm, I'm like tennis. That's how I like my pay per views. I don't like them. Yeah, I'm loving the short pay per views. <laughs> uh, overall, thought it was pretty good. There were some matches I could have did without. Um, looking at the, in particular, the Adam Cole Velveteen Dream match. Uh, but I thought it was good. I thought it was a good pay per view. Mm-hmm. Of course, there was a. Uh, an outcome that I was not expecting that happened that made me very happy. And <laughs> I'm talking about Io Shirai. Good on her. She's your new... Oh, we won it for Christmas. Champion. But, uh, I mean, let's... I guess we could talk about it overall and let's uh, kind of branch it into this week's NXT, which I thought was particularly mm-hmm. strong because we got to set up uh, some storylines that go into... I, I guess take us into SummerSlam. So, best match, worst, worst match, real fast. Uh, best match, worst match. Uh, it, I, I guess for like best match, it's hard to not go with the women. I thought that match was uh, I thought Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, and uh, Charlotte Flair was really nice. But in terms of like worst match, oh man, um. That's hard. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll probably have to go with, um, unfortunately, if I had to pick a worse match, probably Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. Oh, what? Expound upon that. Why? Why do you think that was the worst? Um, uh, if you know me, I'm not a fan of interferences, and that's the only match that like sort of had an interference. Uh. And I just think it it, it 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 had me in the first half, man. And then once Mia Yim and uh, Kenneth LeRae kind of like came out and like, you know, caused like a whole distraction or whatever, it kind of like took me out of it a bit. And then uh, I wasn't, wasn't too fan, uh, wasn't a big fan of the spot where like Keith Lee is like shrugging off Johnny Gargano's offense and like, uh, you know, he's like laying down on the ring and then all Johnny could do is a super kick. And I was just like, come on, dog. You, you can do like something else. But like, that's a nitpick. So I don't know. I don't really have like a worse match, but I like, I, I guess I have a least favorite. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. I don't um, think the match is bad. I, I'm going to go with the last, last chance backlog brawl because just simply the fact that I don't think that this match really meshed well with the whole cinematic universe that the WWE is going for. This 
I think Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream had uh, suffered because of a lack of heat. Uh, maybe it was uh, better kind of getting set up and uh, like maybe we thought Velveteen Dream was going to win before then but you know like <clears throat> it's just that Dream I, I just I don't know what's been going on with Dream but I don't think that he's really been strong in the ring lately it's just to me yeah. and like it really suffered because of that they tried to do a lot of stuff especially with uh, interference and Dexter Loomis, which was a treat, but I mean, uh-huh. it, it was the. I, I never thought that Dream was going to win. I, 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 as weeks went on, oh, I thought yeah. Dream was going to get be the bridge to go to the next person, and we'll get to that once we talk about the show. My favorite. I'm gonna actually go something different. I'm gonna say Carry On Cross and Tommaso Ciampa. The fact that it was yeah. the shortest on the show, and the fact that. It was brutal uh, when it needed to be, and the fact that it and another thing that it kept Carry On Cross strong. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that he uh, and and it came out of left field because I didn't think that he was going to beat Champa that fast. It was the quickest match of the show. It was only seven minutes. So like if if you look into that and then now you look at what happened Wednesday, then you start to get it. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, those are my picks. Uh, of course, Io Shirai, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, the ladies showed out. The six-woman uh, tag team match was also great, too. Everybody got to do their stuff. Uh, I mean, Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano, uh, I would say it ties into what happened this week. Because it's not really a Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano feud. It's more of a Keith Lee and Mia Yim versus Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae feud. Which which is intriguing because of who challenges Keith Lee next. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, I, that, it was funny because it was that match was the longest of the show. It was 22 minutes. So they gave it time. You know, like, I don't know. I mean, like like I said, solid overall, but I think that you need to save the cinematic stuff for the the, the special matches. Yeah. Uh, so so far, uh, the cinematic matches in NXT have just been okay to me. Um, I definitely think that the uh, kind of like I guess like scandal or you know the thing going on with Dream definitely like killed a lot of the heat uh, of the thing. Cause like at that point, uh, I I guess like I feel like a lot of people didn't even want to like see Velveteen Dream, or you know they were just like shaky on it. And plus like they kind of like scaled it back a bit where you didn't like see Dream at all. Like it was all Cole. Uh, and then you saw like a lot more Dexter Loomis than uh, Velveteen Dream at some points. Um, but it, uh, I thought the match was like okay, but I do agree like it did have like a lack of heat, and I did like the carrying cross and Tommaso Ciampa match a lot. Uh, that would probably be like my favorite, but uh, I did enjoy the women's match a lot, and it's nice to see Ciampa not go the distance <laughs> for once. I think that's very interesting. Let's move on into the show because there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of building blocks to happen with in this week in NXT. Um, the Undisputed Era, they are, let, let's just say that they have a lot of opponents. And I think this is the way that you're going to break them up. Because in order, I mean, the story with the Dexter Loomis match is, first of all, Dexter Loomis looked amazing. Like, if you're going to uh-huh. look like that in defeat, I think that he looked great here. He looked like, a, a, I think that it was a championship audition, if you will down the road for him uh the story is that like there's always going to be interference right so you got dexter loomis and you got velveteen dream and of course you pulled them apart and guess who's kind of like around the corner carry on cross so if you're mm-hmm. going to finally move undisputed era up that's how you do it you have to adam cole is the longest reigning champ he has seemingly beaten every single obstacle that has been in front of him 
You know what I mean? And that includes main roster. So I could see where people think that, like, maybe this is too soon for Carry On Cross, but you don't sign Carry On Cross and then you have him kind of like waiting in the weeds for months. You got to give him that stage, like, right now. Yeah. Uh, I think they're doing a good uh, good job with, uh, you know, having Carrion Cross like, kind of like lurking in the shadows or just like around. Uh, I believe like he was signed and then like two months later, you know, he was beating up like Tommaso Ciampa backstage. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, uh, hopefully they, you know, they really pull through with him uh, and they don't just like, you know, kind of just like have him matches and then actually like he already won like his first big takeover match so i can't even say it could be like a uh, a dijakovic thing like i definitely think they're gonna like they're they're pulling the trigger with this guy yeah i think i mean like he has to me he has star written all over him you know like he mm-hmm. the entrance scarlet like i love the what they do with the <clears throat> With the uh, the whole like sand uh, hourglass, I mean, I, I love his presentation, and I think that Cole can't drop like he can't just drop to anybody. Like you don't have you do you're not the longest reigning champ, and then you drop to uh, no disrespect, but like Kona Reeves, you know what I mean? Like like it has to be somebody <laughs> special, especially if he moves to like SmackDown. I, I'm betting that he moves to SmackDown, but. It doesn't even need like carry on doesn't even need to attack Cole right away. He could just stalk him. Like you know what I mean? He can mm-hmm. make his vignettes. Carry on's great on the mic. He could use Scarlet and do things like that. And then like have the thing where you have the undisputed era kind of crumbling from within before you send them off. Yeah. And I, I do think like, yeah, like carrying cross doesn't really need to like you know, go in there and beat up, uh, beat up uh, Cole. I just feel like just taunting him will annoy Adam Cole to the point where you know Adam would be reckless and then you know go out there and do it himself, or like you know go and find him and then you know just uh get himself uh get himself into something he's not ready for. <laughs> yeah, he's basically like he's gonna be the heel on the run, and then like you know yeah. how he. It's kind of in the contrast of what happened at the end of the match with the Dexter Loomis match where he beat him and then he's like, you're a freak. You know, like, I'm not afraid of you. And then now you got somebody else who's an even greater threat. One of the mm-hmm. the criticisms with NXT is that they don't pull the trigger on people enough. Like, they, they either pull the trigger on them and then they wait too long to send them off. Or they have guys, like, I'll use Kushida for an example. Kushida, hot commodity, everything like that. And now it's like, you know, he loses in the tournament. He gets a whole bunch of wins when he first comes to NXT. And now he's kind of like an afterthought. You don't want somebody like Kushida to be that. He's, he's special, you know? So mm-hmm. I think that with them doing this and pulling the trigger right away, like, let's get to it. I'm going to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, next takeover, uh, it might be Karrion Cross versus Adam Cole. Who knows? Yeah. NXT, there's a whole ton of... What I noticed with the women's match um, with Casey and Dakota, I don't think that they're setting up um, singles thing as much as I think they are doing like the women's tag teams. Because if you see, yeah. like you had Casey and Caden... And, of course, you have, like, um, uh, Shotzi and Tegan challenging for the titles next week, whoever that's going to be for Backlash. And, of course, you always have Dakota and Raquel. Now, Dakota, you know, she's, she said she's coming for the title next, but I don't think that's the – that's not going to be, like, the program. I think EO and Reyes still have some unfinished business, and I think that's going to take you into SummerSlam. But – what we've been, what a lot of people have been wanting is to build up that tag team division. 
So yeah. with Shotzi and, and Tegan getting that rub, now you can kind of with these secondary storylines, now you can have more challengers for a Bailey or a Sasha or like or uh, whoever wins a backlash. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think like everybody like right after Takeover or uh, or was it like I don't even know what triggered all the conversation for. Uh, the tag team titles but like everybody was like really like on wwe's ass for like not like you know kind of like shaping the landscape for it and then they're just like oh no we got it and you know everybody uh kind of got what they're asking for this week <laughs> with uh well like uh they got what they wanted this week and then they're gonna get the match next week uh so like it, it's good to see that um it's good to see the tech title actually um, be on a different brand for once, uh, uh, once again. And it seems like NXT is like the only place it really goes to. <laughs> like what? it's like SmackDown to uh, SmackDown to um, NXT. Well, I mean, we'll see because like presumably as we go back to normal, and I don't think that they're going to be going into doing like shows with fans like that until next year. Uh, you might as well take advantage of everybody being in the same place. So, like, Raw, SmackDown, yeah. and NXT are within the same house. So, like, you might as well get all the tag team combinations that you can uh, while you can. So, I'm all for it. Uh, of course, on the men's side, you have it stacking up between... Because you have that Brizango package where it seems like they took the on the body of... Basically, Tyler Breeze's story where he goes back to NXT after a failed roster, uh, main roster run, and he's trying to prove mm-hmm. himself. And now Brizango is, you know, the number one contenders. Then you have Enter, you know, Enter Share. They're the powerhouse team. Then you have, of course, Imperium, who are tag team title champs, and then mm-hmm. uh, Lorcan and Birch. So you have four oh. teams there too. Oh. I'm not, I'm not worried about them at this point. <laughs> when uh when I saw a two when I saw a two oh five update and I saw them losing to Tahuti Miles, bruh. Man. Uh I I don't I don't see tag team gold in their future, man. I don't think that I don't think they're gonna win tag team gold. I just think that they're just right now just kinda like a body. Uh, bodies to, to have to fill yeah. out that tag team division. But that's your four for the men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did like the Breezango video package a lot. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people in wrestling like want people to have like a serious character, and I think you know, uh, Breezango's trying to do it uh, as much as they possibly can. Like, I'm not saying like they're not taking it too seriously, but uh, I did like the video package a lot. Uh, they do, they are going to take this uh, opportunity very seriously, even though like. Breezango is basically like a veteran at this point, but he's not going to take Imperium likely, and neither is Tyler Breeze. Uh, so, um, will they win it? I doubt it, but I do think uh, I do like what they're uh, doing with uh, uh, Breezango right now. So you have that. Of course, you had uh, you know hats off to Cameron Grimes. They actually did some character building with him. He's like the cowardly heel. <laughs> It was funny. It was kind of funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he actually My had man. a face. <laughs> My man chatting up the ladies, bruh. <laughs> uh, I, I did like that a lot. Uh, I guess, like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, he was oddly confident about wanting to beat Finn Balor, you know? And then, uh, or, like, oddly confident about beating Finn Balor. So I was just like, you know, like, well, he have the confidence to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I thought it was weird that he wasn't confident to do it again. And then uh, they were, like, doing the Damian Priest stuff. And I thought that was really, uh, really fun as well. Um, it, it seems like Damian Priest is a face now. Or uh, or he's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I noticed during uh, Finn Balor's match, which we, uh, which we would, like, get into later, uh, much more later. But uh, they were cheering Finn Balor. No, we get into now. Like he, uh, oh yeah, he's a he's a tweener to me, but he was definitely playing the face role heavy in this match. Like 
They were cheering yeah. for him. Of course, Cameron Grimes was the cowardly heel who tried to fake uh, the broken jaw and got caught. But um, yeah, it's it's weird because I'm like thinking like, okay, so Keith Lee is obviously the face, but like Finn Balor is coming in as more of a face tweener kind of. So like, what role is he gonna play? But like he's Finn Balor. He could do whatever the hell he wants. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, I I don't know. Like I I I know people want like the Damian Priest and Balor thing. That's why I like thought it was interesting that like you know they're not like the bad. They're not necessarily like the bad guys here. But uh, it seems like uh, Finn Balor ha- Finn Balor has a new direction. Uh, he he's a uh, He's looking at Keith Lee, and then early uh, earlier that episode, uh, Keith Lee was looking at Cole. So I think that's very interesting as well. I think we we talked about that last week. I think I would have thought that Keith Lee would be the guy to go after Cole, but they're doing Carrion mm-hmm. Cross, and I don't think Carrion Cross is going to do that to lose. So like because I thought Johnny oh, Gargano yeah. was going to uh, going to win, but he didn't. So I'm like, all right. Finn Balor is going after Keith Lee. I think that he's going to dethrone Keith Lee. This is looking way into the crystal ball, into the future. I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano, I feel like there's unfinished business there. So you have this dynamic where Finn Balor has beaten Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano might want revenge on Finn Balor, so they may have to lengthen time because we still have time to get to SummerSlam. Uh, or mm-hmm. the same takeover, you're going to have, maybe you have Johnny Gargano basically like challenge Finn Balor as a number one contendership. I can see that. Or you could have a triple threat and NXT loves their damn triple threats. Yeah. Uh, so like you have a triple threat down the road. Like there's possible ways where you can go and do that. Uh, I, w- I would prefer a number one contendership before like the next takeover. Uh, I don't. I don't really need to see. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I want a triple threat really. Like, because I, 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 like I, I feel well. Charlotte. Charlotte looks like he's done. Uh, she's done in NXT. But like, you know, the oh, you didn't pin me in the triple threat, and then you know, you get a, like another secondary feud just to like, uh, you know, and give it more longevity. But I, I would prefer if it was just like a singles match between Balor and uh, Balor and uh, uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if I want to see another triple threat with that title because we had Keith Lee, Dom, and Damian mm-hmm. Priest. He murdered both of them. Yeah, so like, I don't know if I really want to see that again. I I would want a, like a definitive number one contender and then have a proper build yeah. that way instead of kind of, you know what I mean? Like, all right, well, it's going to be Gargano and Balor versus Keith Lee. Like, let, let's get mm-hmm. one guy to go after this. Yeah. It, it, like, it's small, but like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like, uh, like, I don't want to see a triple threat. I just want to see uh, uh, Balor and um Balor and Keithley do their thing, and I'm curious to see where Damian Priest goes. Like, uh, he did have a really nice match at Takeover. Um, you know, he he did the interview where he was talking very positive, very face like. Uh, so we'll see uh, what happens there. Let's finish up and let's talk a little bit about the cruiserweights. Um, when this first started, and when Drake Maverick was talking, I thought that this was definitely a makeup before. Um, for the <laughs> for what happened last week uh because mm-hmm. you had El Hijo win the title but it was immediately uh kind of an afterthought Drake Maverick's moment yeah yeah so, like that happened um like I said uh you know he 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 wins the title you know, everybody kind of congratulates him. He leaves, and then, you know, the episode ends with Drake Maverick, the loser, you know, getting his job back, and, you know, they play his music and all of that. So, uh, 
I'm not too surprised at the heel turn here. Um, the unmasking, I wasn't too. Uh, that was, I guess, um, kind of reminds like uh, it kind of reminds me when they like un- uh, when they unmasked Rey Mysterio, and it was just like, nah, bro. He uh, in-, in WCW, and it was just like, nah, like the mask is money, man. Uh, so, you know, you can sell replica mask and all that shit, you know. Uh, but it is what it is. We have, uh, what is his name? Let me see. He's Santos Escobar. Yeah. Uh, uh, fire. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't think that uh, they did the unmasking here, but they might still wear the mask. I was fan yeah. that fans that they are utilizing Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild, uh, to have a, like a little stable to go with that cruiserweight, uh, because if you look at 205 Live, like, it seems like it, they do have good matches. Like, they well, they were having good matches when Leo Rush and, uh, and like, others, with, like, with Kushida and, and, like, when they were there. But it seems like they were the forgotten brand. And, like, a lot of people have complained about that. Now mm-hmm. you have a storyline where you have, like, this heel faction... Drake is going to chase. Let's see what he does there. If he's going to be able to overtake these three, you might have, you know, like somebody like Kushida or, you know, Jack Gallagher come in, like join him and try to, you know, fight the other two. But this holds off um, until Jordan Devlin gets back. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure when that's going to be, but like Jordan Devlin, you know, he's obviously going to want to, fight Santos Escobar, he's the champ. And Santos yeah. is kind of the interim champ. So, like, it's a good placeholder, and it gives a little shine on the cruiserweights. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely more shine than uh, 205 Live. But uh, I thought at the start of this, uh, at the uh, at the start of the, uh, the segment, I really thought that Drake was turning heel. Or, you know... He was gonna be like, you know, like that's cool. I got my job back, you know. Uh, I, like, I guess, like, basically, like what he said, <laughs> but like more in a dickish way. Uh, but he came, he came off as very confident, and uh, I, I guess, like, if hopefully the match is better than the last time, <laughs> because uh, that uh, that that match last week wasn't really that nice, but uh. Joaquin Wild and uh, Raul Mendoza are the two masked men. I think that was very interesting. Uh, and they could possibly be a tag team as well. Uh, yep, you can so. have them go. You have them go after the title. That'd be, that really would be cool. nice. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much it for NXT. Like we we've kind of like thought this was a good show this week. This was a good show with a lot of storyline implications going down further you got a lot of challengers you got a lot of people looking into the camera and saying i'm next or i'm going after (laughs) you like it was like calling out their shots oh um really really funny segment with rob stone and rhea ripley (laughs) because rhea ripley killed that man yeah not looking too good for the rob stone brand right now yeah not looking too good uh because probably Chelsea Green's on the way up to either Raw or SmackDown, uh, and Aaliyah's MIA, at least for this week. Uh, uh, Aaliyah on Twitter uh, said, leave me alone. <laughs> so it uh, doesn't look like she's going to be joining the brand. Well, never mind. Stranger danger there. Uh, it's not going to work. It's not gonna, well, Rob Stone might be, uh, if he can't wrestle, might be on his way looking out for a job soon. Yeah, if you can't get any clients, you gotta, hey, you know, gotta figure figure it out. Uh, All right, let's move on to AEW because there's some stuff to get to. Uh, FDR. Oh, Jesus. Well, I knew knew you were not going to be a fan of this episode. You you stated it. But um, this week... I like some stuff, and then there was some stuff that just randomly happened. And I'll just say that. There was just just stuff that, like, hey, you know what? Remember this? Or, hey, you know, we need to fill some time. Uh, I'm, I'm going yeah. to pick up two segments 
to me um, that happened that was just random. The Darby Allen and Tony Hawk thing. I was like, all right, he's doing tricks. He's not cleared, but like Tony Hawk um, is, I guess, coaching him to do that spot. Maybe, okay, and metaphorically, uh, maybe because that's what he got hurt on in the ladder match and him completing it, that's him getting over the hump. I thought that was a little weird. Um, the MJF Billy Gunn segment. I'm like, all right. I mean, he harps on the nepotism. I'm like, are they building up between MJF and uh, Billy Gunn fight? Uh, I don't really know if he if if MJF is billing himself to be, uh, I guess, the litmus test. Uh, why would you go after a guy who's over fifty years old? Yeah, um, I think there's a lot more on this episode. Like nothing. Like, I think the FTR and the Young Bucks thing, like, I, I don't like the segment at all. Like, drug off motion. Like, the the Young Bucks wants really just wants to put themselves over and talk about how great they are. And then, like, everything else on the episode was just, like, let's throw stuff on the dart, uh, on the, uh, on the board. Like, whatever, man. This episode is not really great to me. E- even, like, the women's stuff, I was just, like, yeah, this is average at best. I like the women's match. I mean, I, liked, I didn't like I, the women's match. I, I mean, I like aspects of it. Uh, I, I think that in terms of the women's match, Chris and Shido worked really well together. Um, the Penelope thing had me like head scratching. Well, I mean, if you're gonna. If Sheeta's gonna have a long title reign, she's gotta have challengers. So you yeah. know, she can't have she can't have that rematch yet with Nyla yet. So like I guess it's gonna be her her and Penelope at Firefest whenever night they decide. Um the FTR segment. Um you can I okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to say this. And I'm not trying to be too negative. I'm not. I don't want to be overly negative. FTR and Butcher and Blade. I mean, there were points in the match where I thought it was okay, but you can tell that these these two teams do not know each other well because it didn't uh-huh. really work. There were some parts of the match that didn't really work, but um, but I will ahead. say with I will say with the Young Bucks thing. They've been building up to that forever. Um, I know a lot of people don't like the Young Bucks. Uh, self-inflicted wounds, okay. But you would be hard-pressed to say that they have not done a lot for tag teams. They have. Like, let's, let's call it for what it is. But the second... Okay, so at the end, we're having all the tag teams come and fight. I was like... Mm-hmm. All right, like, what are we doing here? Are we doing a triple threat tag team thing between Kenny and Paige, FTR and the Young Bucks? Uh, what are we doing with Damn. like Kip and Havoc? Like, are they in it too? Like, it was just like, it it was weird. Like, it was just like, all right, guys, all of you go out there. Like, <laughs> like everybody go. Like, go 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 go. We have to show everybody on the roster. That was a little weird to end the segment. Yeah. Um, like, I, I said it on Twitter when the match was, like, announced, or at least when, uh, I, I don't I don't know uh, which one tweeted that, like, uh, oh, what's not going to happen to match is going to be this, this, and that. And then I, I just said, like, realistically, on paper, Butcher and Blade, like uh, Butcher and the Blade versus FTR, should work because you know it should be like the per like no styles should be clashing here. Like it should just be it should really go flawlessly or like seamlessly, you know. And then I guess I, you know, uh, forgot to I, I I just forgot that Butcher and Blade are just not good. <laughs> like I I don't uh, I don't know what happened there. Um, they they do the uh, the good night express or whatever, and uh, you know 
Andy Williams take it, and it looks very bad and very awful. Um, yeah, there there are aspects of the match that were okay, uh, but I don't know. I, I I really felt like that match should have worked. And then as far as the Young Bucks thing, you know, them, oh, we didn't get to like introduce ourselves, but like Excalibur literally seconds before said they have a long history together. Oh, um, okay, that was that was a little <laughs> facetious. Like it was just like, okay, you guys know each other. Yeah, you were doing. The whole F the, you know, fuck the revival thing. You guys know each other. Yeah. Like that. We didn't properly. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. You yeah. And and it's just like, you know, people that watch AEW are. Uh, they ain't stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they ain't stupid. They, they, they watch your little bullshit YouTube show. Like they know, they know what's going on in here. And I just think like, you know, if you're not going to do this match immediately, then like, let's stop that. You know? Nah, I mean, like, let, let, no, no, we gotta stop this. Like, either you have the match and you don't, like, you have to stop with the, you know, teasing it. Cause we know it's gonna happen. So either you just put him in the match or, you know, you stop this. We're just gonna loom in the background. Like, this is a match that's always gonna, like, you know, possibly happen. Like, just do it. Can't like, have it. No, you can't have that right now. I don't. I don't think that you. I think that you have that payoff at all out. You don't do that. You don't burn that at Firefest. Then you, stop having them do segments together. I don't want it. Like if you're not going to give it to us, like at the next pay per view, then stop it. But that's okay. So that is the contrary of what people have been saying because people like long buildups, right? So do you want? What do you want? Like, do you want a long buildup or do you want a quick and like like you know what I mean? Like what what? Well. If, if I'm if, this if I'm New FTR, Japan, this would be a year build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't be watching. Um, I don't like the and also just like the Bucks saying that they're the best tag team. If I'm FTR, you're saying that you're, you're the best tag team and you don't have championship gold on on your waist, uh, AEW championship gold on your waist. Then what are we talking about? You know, they should be aiming for the title, not for the Young Bucks. And I know that's like the money match, but that could be the money match, you know, after they get the titles or something like that. Well, um, I, and then them saying that they're the best tag team. <laughs> okay. Um, let's not act like, you know, ROH didn't have a, a whole bunch of other great tag teams, uh, you know, while the Young Bucks was on their rise. <clears throat> Oh, and no, that's just a nitpick on my part. No, no doubt. No, no, <laughs> like, no, no doubt. Even WWE. I mean, like, Usos, uh, the, the New Day. Like, like let's, not, let's not forget Motor City Machine Guns. Like, y'all, y'all guys were probably the nicest in Rashida, but, like, in ROH, there was, like, a really, like, great tag team before you guys came. Yeah, but, like, okay, so are we saying that Young Bucks aren't great because we don't like them, because people don't like them? Oh, or no. it's just that, like... That- um. Just, oh, the, at, at this point, it, it's just like you know, personal taste. Like I don't. I personally don't think like the Young Bucks are the best tag teams okay. uh, in the world or anything like that. So them going out and like saying that with like, oh, yeah. Um, and it's just like, oh, look, look at their like, you know, prove that they're the best tag team, and then you're gonna show me like Dave Meltzer like ratings. Like it's whatever. <laughs> well, I don't think they did that in the segment, but I was just no. They was... didn't like do that in the segment, but like if we're like you know talking to anybody, it would just be like oh you know Meltzer shit. And it's just well, like whatever. I mean, like like it, it's really all just personal preference. But like I'm not a too big a fan of the Bucks. Well, I'll say for just from my standpoint, some of the best in the short history, some of the best AEW tag teams tag team matches involve the Young Bucks. Like it, it just it, it is what it is, but. <laughs> As of like the best tag team in AW, if you had to ask me today, it's Kenny and Page. Yeah, to me, like it's (laughs) it's Kenny and Page. Even though we haven't even seen a lot of them because of Corona, uh, it's Kenny and Page to me. They're 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 the best tag team. I just don't think that like I, I. with that, uh, just, just to uh, me, it, just to me, with that build, you can't. I would not do FTR and Young Bucks on a dynamite. That's like giving away Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Okay, Goldberg and Hogan was a little bit bigger. 
okay like that was <laughs> that was like 50,000 or 100,000 people at the Georgia Dome okay but like that's a huge match to give away on free TV you got to do that in all out but i think the way to get to that is you got to I, I hate okay i hate triple threat tag team matches i i, <laughs> I, I don't like them I, I and i don't like that like AEW does so many of them like narrowed it down to, but i think that you're gonna have to do the disillusion between page and kenny to get to that and have either ftr or the young bucks win the titles because you have to have i mean then again you could have that match ftr and uh the young bucks be on on its own merit but at the same time I would rather that be for a title. So, like, if the Young Bucks are saying, like you said, if the Young Bucks are saying they are the best tag team in the division there or the world, put a belt on the line. And it's the same thing with FTR. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are the, I guess, like, old school, no flippy, floppy stuff. Raise the stakes here. And that, unfortunately, is going to have to okay. be at the expense between of Paige and Omega. Okay, so just with that, one, if I'm Hangman Page, I'm taking disrespect to them saying they're the best tag team, uh, especially after I beat the ass. Um, oh, he showed you. Two, they- yeah, but like, nah, definitely a slap fire out of his mouth. But, um, and then it's just like, okay, like, let's say, like, this is the secondary tag team feud, right? Okay. No matter who the opponents are for Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, I feel like that uh, the Young Bucks and FTR is definitely going to be what overshadows like it, mm-hmm. like no matter what. So yeah, I do agree. Like it has to be for uh, it has to be for the title. You might as well. No matter like, what. So it's just like it's going to take a long time to get there. You know. So that's why that's why I'm really like you know hold off on them. You know, having all these confrontations and stuff. Cause like, like you said, like I personally don't want to see this for the title. You know, you can't have the best tag team. You know, to show who's like really the best in the world with no like you know gold being involved. Cause you know, wrestling. You know, quote unquote wrestling logic. You know, when you're uh, in a tag team match, you kind of you go all out. You do your best to obtain or retain. So you know, just having a match with no gold doesn't really like you know do anything for me especially you know in the you know since they're like traditional guys or whatever and you know they don't do the flippy stuff uh you know revival doesn't do the flippy stuff and the young bucks you know do their new style so i i think it's going to be a a styles clash so i i i I don't think that match is going to be as great uh hopefully it's good we just did all this talking about this right (laughs) firefest the best friends are actually Townsend for the title. See how convoluted it is? You forget, like, oh, there's another team that's actually going to fight for the title. Like, it's, it, it, you know what I mean? You got Paige and Omega, like, in the middle of all of this. But they have a title defense. So, like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of damn tag teams in this division. It's almost like it's too many at some point. Like... You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't know. They got to figure that out because it's just like, I, 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 like, too long. Didn't listen. Whatever. I just think it's too early to be like really like doing this. Uh, the revival and Young Bucks thing and Gold should definitely be involved. And you know, like, FTR should really be focused on Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Like, they shouldn't even be looking at the Bucks right now. Moving right along. Um, Jericho beat up Cassidy with a bunch of oranges. Dog, that match? Dog, the inner circle is a bunch of losers, bro. Like, uh... He beat the hell out of them with oranges, like... Beat him, beat him with blood oranges, and then Jericho said one of the corniest things ever. Blood orange Cassidy has been juiced. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ! I was like, oh, what a what a what a dad joke! You're 
really, really got him, bro. Also, Jericho's on commentary this episode, so that's another reason why I didn't really like it too much. Um, yeah, uh, you know, once again, the inner circle lose, and then it goes into another brawl. Um, yes, this happened last. Uh, this happened at the end of the night too. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that. I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't. I, I don't really care for the inner circle. Well, Sammy, Sammy Guevara is obviously the star there. Um, I, uh, I uh, there's like three brawls that happen backstage. I mean, uh, three brawls that happen this week. Well, I mean, well, okay, so yeah. Santana, Santana, Ortiz, and Hager. They beat up Orange Cassidy. Um, then you had the end of the night where Cody and Quinn get done, and then Hager comes down, and he's challenging Cody, and then the inner circle gets into a brawl with Cody, Matt Hardy, and Private Party. So that happens. <laughs> so, it, it, like, inner circle... It, are within two or th- I think three storylines. You know what else is weird? I'm going to circle back to the beginning of the show. Um, so Sean Spears and Lance Archer are watching, and they said that they are watching FTR, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is Sean Spears and Archer teaming up? Because I'm like, all right, like they're hinting at this, but I'm like, God damn it, another tag team? <laughs> also, I think that's a demotion, honestly. Uh, Lance Archer working with Sean Spears? Turn that off. Don't want to see it. I'm like, alright, man, like, another tag team? Like, it's... What are we doing with Lance Archer? You know? Uh, and, and also, uh, speaking of returns... We had a couple of Dark Order returns. Evil Uno. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a tag team returns. A tag team returns that is undefeated. Mm-hmm. They're undefeated. They're ranked, I guess, number two right now. But no allusion to them even getting back into the race. So, with that storyline, it uh, looks like Colt Cabana might actually join the Dark Order. Um, that's cool. Um, <laughs> then, then, like, s- sorry, like, I'm overly negative, but I've never really been a big fan of Colcabana, like, not even in his ROH stuff. That match was um, okay. It, just, it was just okay. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like Sammy and Colt, okay. So Colt loses, and then he gets enticed by uh, the Dark Order to join. And, you know what I mean? It was all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lot of uh, all right matches in, in here on this episode of yeah. Dynamite. <laughs> um, and speaking uh, speaking of more tag teams, uh, I'm on AEW's Twitter right now uh, looking for a cover. Um, and Sunny Kiss and Joy Janela uh, might be a, a, a tag team. <laughs> so there, there, there's another one for you. Uh, there's only one set of belts, guys. <laughs> there's only one you know what I mean? like, there's only one set of belt. I mean I guess they have dark to throw yeah. that out I, I don't it just I don't know I don't, I don't know it's just <laughs> uh, but yeah man oh uh, and then you have okay Jurassic Express whenever uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus tag team together or so I don't I, I feel like uh, tag team turmoil Mm, I, I feel like Luchasaurus. Uh, Luchasaurus. I feel like Luchasaurus might get like a a, a shot at the TNT title. But uh, before we talk about the Cody match, I just want to talk about uh, Matt Hardy coming out after Sammy Guevara's match. Okay. To you know do the whole thing. I thought that segment was awful. <laughs> you don't like the uh, uh, the the personality switches? No. Uh, you know, you say you say certain key phrases, and it just turns on, and then you know he starts speaking weirdly. Uh, that well, that part didn't really bother me, but um, 
I just think like them having a match again, like, um, for what really? It, se- it seems like, like okay. It seems like he wants to take Sammy under his wing. Well, one of the personalities, and then you had uh, the fat, fat. I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> you had like you know like I guess version one Matt uh, right now fast, and then you have broken Matt who wants to fight Sammy. So like it's I guess he's at war with himself, and then he comes down and does the save for Cody. Uh, yeah, that sounds cool and all, but uh, nah, I'm not trying to see him wrestle again. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not. I, the I, I like, like Sammy Guevara can really rustle circles around this man. So I don't know uh, why we got to see it again. Like I guess it's like to really give Sammy the rub. But like, does he need it any more than being like the only winner in the inner circle? No, I mean like he even Matt said in his promo, like he's like you're the shining star of AEW, and he is. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he has been. So like, he just gave him the rub there. Um, it's like, do, do we have to have another match? <laughs> to finish up, Cody and Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn is uh, selling that uh, ankle or knee. And, mm-hmm. and uh, commentary lets you know it. <laughs> lets you know that he is not 100% for a lot of that match. And it's just like, hey, man, if you're not 100%, then just don't have the match. Come back when you're stronger. Maybe you should um, let uh, Isaiah Cassidy uh, do it. But uh, yeah, yeah, because there were some spots in the match where like he's hurting and he's selling it, and then like he still does like three uh, moon salts or like some uh, or topes over the uh, <laughs> the ropes, and I'm like, damn, he he still got over. Like you know what I mean, like he... yeah. Uh, and then it was just like you know. Um, I, I I just think he's uh this this was a weird opponent, you know, but uh, cause I I guess I I, I guess I was fairly concerned about him last week, uh, because you know I, I thought the ankle injury would be a lot worse, but he decided to wrestle with it and then uh or wrestle through it and now he's gonna be doing uh he's gonna he, like private party's gonna be doing a match with Matt Hardy like they're gonna be teaming together uh. So, uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, another triple, <laughs> another triple uh, six-man tag on the way. Yeah, man, I can't, uh, I, I can't rock with this shit, man. <laughs> this, this, this episode, uh, this episode of Dynamite, uh, this one hurt. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll just say, like, it wasn't the, it wasn't their strongest. Like, AW works when they have things more in line in tow like there's a flow to things and it just seemed like this week they had a bulletin board and they're like all right man how do we get so how do we get as many things as possible on the show as we can okay here 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 all right cool uh we have two hours that we're just gonna try to fill every second of that two hours here you go that's how i felt like it is like you didn't have time to to kind of breathe and take things in like it stuff didn't flow yeah. it was like hey um all right that happened all right cool six-man tag like you know what i mean like here we go like um uh, having having three three sort of brawl segments with like more or less the same people um nah son <laughs> This is this episode's not gonna work for me, partner. Yeah. It wasn't their strongest, but hopefully and next then, week uh, they could get back uh Penelope Ford, uh Yeah, and then Penelope Ford's number one contender and an okay tag or triple threat. I'm not sure what it uh what it was anymore. <laughs> hopefully they get back on track next week. Uh I mean like Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, I mean... Um, did you watch your Luther matches? I did. I did. Um, I'll just say... My take on... 
I'll, I'll just say here, <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Luther had matches. There were matches that happened that Luther was a part of. And if you go on his cage match, he definitely has accolades under his belt. But it feels, you know, uh, it just feels like these accolades are, oh, you were on TV. Here's this belt from promotion from buttfuck nowhere. Um, uh, Maybe the Heart Dungeon was a bad thing. I did watch... uh... What what Luther matches I watched? I watched the Sabu and Dr. Luther match for the ECCW title. Um, (laughs) uh, He's got like this whole misfit, uh, the misfit, the punk band, the misfit haircut going on. Of course, with Sabu, Mm -hmm. you never know what you're going to get with Sabu because like he's going (laughs) to do some hardcore stuff. He's going to botch a lot of hardcore stuff. And there was definitely a lot of botches in that match. Uh uh, yeah, he. There was a match where like he is apart with Daniel Bryan that I, I, I showed you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a. I mean, Daniel Bryan was in it, so. I, I, you know, Daniel Bryan was in it, and I can say that was the only highlight of it. But this is a this is a very young Daniel Bryan. Like, uh, I he's still going. Uh, he 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 has the nickname of the the American Dragon. So, uh, but I, I think this might be uh, pre ROH uh, goat. <laughs> yeah, uh, this it, is this is Portland wrestling. So I guess like it, it's just a start. So you see a very like an imperfect version of uh, what we would get in the future. <laughs> I'll say that not uh, not the best Daniel Bryan performance I've seen. Uh, I also watched a match where uh, he fought Vampiro, and this was on the Death Thrones of WCW. He he was there. Uh, that match was quick. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, okay. To wrap it all up, uh, Luther, he's definitely a man that's had a lot of matches. If you go on his cage match, there's a, a list of them. Deathmatch legend. I don't think that I can crown him that. I don't think that I, I, I can I, give him that. I don't think that I can give him that title. No disrespect to him, but just me personally. And Cyrus is more qualified to talk about this because he's won more <laughs> death matches than pretty much everybody. Uh, I cannot. I can't do that. Not from what uh, I saw. I, I'm not. I'm not going to crown him a deathmatch legend. I'm not going to craft him as a legend. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say he is a guy that had matches. Uh, watching, watching the um, the Sabu match, it reminded me when I uh, when I was watching Gangrel wrestle like three years ago. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. Not it. <laughs> Uh, he kind of does with the bald head. He does kind of look like Gangrel. Yeah. Um. He does the whole tongue out thing too. Like they could be brothers. I I want my time back. <laughs> um. I need the Hart family to uh, you know, make a release a statement on this. <laughs> The surviving members of the Hart family are going to like really stay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna need Bret Hart to apologize for this. <laughs> That's our show for this week. As, uh, as always, you can follow us at RNC Radio on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This week we have, of course, we have a new episode of the Challenge. Uh, we got a new episode of Mount Silver Podcast talking about the Pokemon League Championship. New episode of the A Show. Uh, New Japan Wrestling is back. Uh, they also get give their backlash prediction. Boy, are they back! <laughs> oh yeah, New Japan Cup, baby. They're back. Uh, the season finale of chatting with Nelson is up to 
give that mm-hmm. shout out. Uh, a special episode of The Lookout where Zeno Robertson joins the boys and they talk about uh, his debut as Hawks. That's a good talk right there. Ugly Radio, a new episode of Ugly Radio was up. New episode of The Black Variant. They talk about the ongoing protests, but in the con, it's cool because it's in the context of like comics and pop culture because as always, like with comics, say like the X-Men, it's about current events. It's about civil rights. So it was a good talk there. As always, join us every Friday. We will be here talking about NXT and AEW. Uh, looking forward to, uh, I guess we're looking forward to Firefest, which is going to happen in a couple weeks. So for myself and Cyrus, have a safe weekend and we'll see you back next week.